dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I am your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Chismansky. Jared, how the heck are you? I'm good. I'm real good. I'm real good. Uh, it was a, a real nice weekend. Pretty relaxing. We didn't do anything, so it was uh, it was nice. It was real nice. How about you? Oh, speaking of which, speaking of you, it's your birthday today. It's my birthday. We are recording I'm old. This. Yes, yes, you are. We're recording this on Monday, so for everybody who gets this on Wednesday, it was Joe's birthday on Monday, and none of you wished him happy birthday, and I'm really upset about oh. it. So. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Some of them probably so, did. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but happy birthday. Yeah. How is it? How was it? Thank you. Uh, it was great. I worked. Yeah, That's well. it. Well, welcome to adult life. <laughs> right? Yeah, I uh, I worked, so it was exciting. Um, we're gonna go to Tecumseh Brewery on Saturday, though, and oh, have nice. some food, have some drinks. It'll be nice. But, Speaking uh, of we, who do you it. have with you? I have with me my lovely wife, Cora's mother. Kayla is with us today. Hey, everybody! Great to be back. Talk Hi, Kayla. A louder, dear. <laughs> hey, hey. How's it going, Jared? It's great to check in with you. I know. I'm so happy you're back on with us. This is we uh so the the premise behind this is we we said there wasn't enough time when you guys came on last time. Like, you know, we love we none of us spend enough time with our wives, so we said mm-hmm. we need to we need to bring you back on and get your full story one on one. So we're gonna do you first, then Katie's gonna come on in, in a week or a couple weeks, and uh, and we're gonna do her story too. So we're really really excited to have yeah. you back. Right on. Yeah, it'll be great. And Cora's in the background running around yelling, so I'm sure she'll pop in and out too. It'll only be a matter of time before Bluey is not entertaining enough, and she'll join us. So <laughs> that crazy girl. <laughs> we'll see how long we got. Crazy crazy girl. <laughs> She's, She's wild. She is. She is wild. Um, what'd you do this weekend? Anything exciting? Let me think. I, it was pretty uh, relaxing of a weekend. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we did too much. We were supposed to come down and clean the basement. We've had that. Oh, you know what? I, uh, I went to Costco on Saturday. That was, that was my big, my big outing. Oh, Masked up and went out to Costco. We needed, uh, diapers and we needed paper towels. Mm -hmm. So two things that you really need to get from Costco. You can't really get those other places. Uh, right. Get that bulk. Mhm. Now, then, oh, could you I, uh, use could you use diapers as a paper towel? <laughs> In a pinch. I don't, I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. If you're really out and you got to Now, here's the problem. Diapers are far more expensive than paper towels are. So if you're using diapers for paper towels, something has gone wrong. Yeah. I don't know that it works the other way either. You can't use paper towels no. and diaper. I think if you try hard enough, you might oh, be able to. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I've seen my son pee about 15 feet. So I think the strength <laughs> would just tear the paper towel in half. Just bust right yeah. kid. Even brawny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. How about um, you guys? What did you I, do this weekend? You know, we had our family Christmas several mm-hmm. weeks late. Um, but I have a sister from Columbus, so she was up here. Uh, and we ate tacos. Yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, and it was nice. We just had all the family here. The kids were hanging out. Cora likes to hang out with the big kids, and all of her cousins oh. are older than she is. So 
she runs Loved around it. with them and just screams at them as they run by <laughs> and like throw cars at her and shit. So <laughs> nice, nice. She's living she the dream. She thinks That's everything you can want. Exactly. Out of she is. And then yesterday, uh, we just kind of mellowed out. We watched WandaVision. Ooh, yeah. Uh, nice, yes. We, we watched that too. That it's was really good. good. Yeah. We're hooked. And then our friends Kenzie and Stefan came over uh, and dropped off some packages and asked us to be in their wedding. Yeah, so that's cool. Like, hey. Just, uh, you know, end of the weekend. Yeah. So that's fun. Congratulations good. to them. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. yeah they, they're great people. And, and Stefan got me a. Uh, uh, Variety pack from Eastern Market Brewing. Hey, we're big Eastern Market Brewing fans. Uh, They own a little side brewery called Ferndale Project right Mm -hmm. down the street from our house. Yep, Uh, that's where they got it often. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they live right behind Ferndale Project. Like Uh, that's oddly too close to me. I don't know if I can have that. Yeah, neighbors. Weirdly, yeah, it's like like right there. So this one I'm drinking right now is their mystery beer, their mystery sour. Ooh, how is it? Their sours are pretty good. They it's, had a lot on tap this summer. Yeah, it's it's very good. You got to guess which fruit it is, and I have no idea. It's, it's red. Pink, I was gonna say it's. Pink I was gonna red, say so it's something. I heard that it got a little spilled right before we started, and it was red. So. It did. It's all over the place. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it smells good. It's fine. <laughs> adds, it just adds a little, you know, adds a little something Excitement something to, to the, the podcast. That's it. Yeah, it really does. I'm all, I'm being really boring. I'm drinking Guinness because I went to Costco. Guinness. They had a 24-pack of Guinness. So I'm going to be a snob for a minute, and you guys can just sit there and listen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Guinness comes in cans, and it comes in bottles. And you always need to buy it in cans because cans come with the nitrogen ball. So when you pop the top of the can, the nitrogen releases, and then it's like pouring it from a tap. Because huh. that's the thing with Guinness, right, is that it's infused with nitrogen. But if you get it from right. a bottle, it doesn't have that. It's just b- bottled Guinness. And it's pre, right. and the nitrogen's totally. like in it. It's just totally different. Right. So you have to get it in the cans. Right. You can see it still like has a head on it, and then I'm like yeah. almost done with it because of the nitrogen. For a can. Right. Interesting. So that's my now, that's my Guinness something. snob of the day. I don't really love Guinness. That's okay. It's we still like it's you like <laughs> it's too for thin me. for me. You know what? It's funny because I was talking to Katie and she's like, I can't. I had. Okay, full disclosure, I was watching football yesterday. I had three of them. Um, and Katie's <laughs> like, I don't I don't know how you can drink so many of them. And I'm like, it's not that heavy. Like, any other yeah. stout, I think I can have one of and be done. But Guinness yeah. to me, it's, it's nice and easy. It's an easy drinker. It's not like it's the same as drinking Budweiser to me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had a, uh, a Dragon's Milk this weekend. And, like, one of those... Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's, it. A that's all you need. Beer. That's like drinking oatmeal. It is. It is. It's eleven percent alcohol. That will one and done. That's holy smokes! Yeah. yeah, holy smokes! Well, holy why don't we uh, why don't we jump into our first segment of the day? I uh, I pulled mm-hmm. some parenting news, um, and it's really okay. not news because I think the news people have run out of things to talk about because they're just revisiting. <laughs> uh, Things, but really, the big the big story that came out is uh, there was a study done by a couple of of psychi- psychiatrists into uh, the family dynamics of childcare during a pandemic. Right, uh, and it kind of came out that like if the moms are taking the brunt of the childcare, it's ending mm-hmm. up in like pretty bad situations because <laughs> um, they have to work, they have to take care of kids, and then the dad like 
gets the blame because his role really like the way it all worked out is it uh it doesn't let's just say it turns out really badly um and, it got, <laughs> sure, yeah. and the reason i picked this one is it, it got me thinking because like katie and i during this pandemic have taken on this kind of hey you do the hard because she has to teach and be on camera in the morning um right. and so she does most mostly work in the morning while i watch ben and then obviously yeah. if there's a lot of things we have to do we figure other things out but like for the most part she works in the morning and i work in the afternoon um and that's kind of yeah. how we've like structured that so um I, I just wanted to, to get your guys' take on, especially because both of you are here. I thought this was perfect to just mm-hmm. talk to both of you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, Cora's doing some daycare stuff. So, like, how have you guys mm-hmm. handled this child care during a pandemic? You know, working from home, work from the office, a little mix of both. Like, how's it all worked out? Yeah. It's definitely changed. Yeah. It, it, right at first, too, early pandemic was harder because we – kept Cork home until things kind of settled down and more research came out and daycare was more stable that we felt safe enough to send her back. But even then she wasn't going back five days a week. It was just three. And then she stayed home two days with my mom or Joe's mom um, because we knew it was just a smaller exposure. Um, Mm -hmm. My mom's, like I said, I think before when I was on, she's retired now. So she has Mm -hmm. little to no exposure. So we feel really safe with her watching kiddos. And um yeah it's been it does it's been weird i'm not surprised that that research came out and said that you know the pandemic has absolutely and utterly changed the dynamic at home for trying to co-parent and co-work and Mm -hmm. we're lucky we're not at this with school-age kids to try to then Mm -hmm. also play teacher because we're not qualified for that i uh it's funny you said that because like I have I work with two guys who have kids that are our school age. One has a six year old, one right. has a, like a twelve year old and an eight year old, like pretty oh, like oh advanced wow. so middle and, and uh, elementary. Sure, we don't have any meetings on Monday mornings uh, because we they, like Monday morning is booked for your kids because they they were joking they're like i swear when they close the computer on friday they forget everything on saturday and sunday and they come back on monday and they like i need to be there to teach them how to log on how to get like they're they're you know they're seven or eight but they still need all the help and i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine doing that and and trying to work Mm -hmm. and get stuff done it's it's crazy yeah but i mean impossible hearing the like you know the results of that that you know the women take the brunt of the work i think you know it makes sense, and at least for us, like mm-hmm. I definitely relied on Kayla at the beginning piece of this when we had Cora home. Mm-hmm. Kayla, you know, would keep her eye on Cora the whole time, you know, and because of this whole thing, my job ramped up. You know, my customer right. work in customer service, right? Like I uh, supervise a group of people that that work in customer service, so everything ramped up so i was in meetings all day i was on the phone with different people throughout the yeah. company all day so i like from 8 30 to 5 was going on calls on phones you know just just trying to do business all day so it was kind of like i i definitely didn't mean for it to happen but kayla did hold the brunt of the yeah. the core duty and still does you know she'll take Cora to daycare pick her up i will when i can if i don't have anything going on but uh she's she does take on a lot of that core duty during the day. Well, yeah, I got I th- lucky with working from home that I had a, a job that was flexible about, I wasn't stuck to the nine to five hours that I was used to. If sure. As long as we worked our eight hours within the day and we made it work, 
Um, it, it was, I was lucky in that sense. So if it was like, I could schedule a counseling client, talk to them for an hour during Cora's nap, get her down. Maybe I had to get her up and feed her lunch and skip an hour. And then I'd work the next hour. Or Mm -hmm. once Joe was off his nine to five, then I could schedule a six or seven o'clock appointment and he could hang with her. So we made it work. It wasn't great. I I had to warn a lot of clients early on that like, you might hear my screeching human. Don't mind the background noise. It's just... You know, we're all surviving. And I had parents who I counseled and are on my caseload that got it. And, you know, they didn't get a fully confidential session because they have kids that are within earshot. Right. So we understood. It actually was a great point for us to, like, work through and give them a space to process. So um, we made it work. Nowadays, it, we've, we're streamlined. We're not doing as much. We're back mm-hmm. to kind of a as normal routine as mm-hmm. we can get with COVID going on. Right. Right. Um, I'm excited because I am, because I'm a counselor, I'm considered a one for our area, for our County. So I can go and get my vaccine so I can be a lot safer. Um, and hopefully that'll help us be able to get back in the office and keep ourselves safe when we're back and, you know, we don't bring something home to Cora. So for sure. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think leaning like for, for us, it's just inadvertent because Katie feeds Ben, right? So Every mm-hmm. two hours, she, she has, still has yeah. to take care of him. So, like, even even when she's, you know, working in the morning, she would get yeah. off from teaching, come feed Ben real quick, then go back in to teach, mm-hmm. right? So, it, it right. was still, you know, That's as it. much as, as much help as I could give, but really it's her taking the brunt, and I'm just trying to help wherever I can. And also, at the same time, sure. get work done because, you know, for mm-hmm. the same uh, for a different reason than, than Joe said, but like for me, a lot of, mm-hmm. we lost a lot of people out of the company. And then, so our Absolutely, workload just got, it. you know, put more more and more stuff on our plate because of it. So, you know, right. it was, right. it was a, a, trying to find a balance there, but you're right. Hopefully this is starting to ease up a little bit. Um, that leads to a whole new challenge yeah. because now Katie hasn't, uh, like we haven't left Ben. He hasn't gone to daycare. He hasn't been watched by anybody. Like right. we've just had him this whole time. So it'll be really hard for us to, to turn around and try mm-hmm. and say, okay, now you have to go. Uh, luckily Katie's mom's going to help us out and watch him. Um, Wonderful. When, when we're at work, but at the same time, it's like, it's mm-hmm. still, even though it's Katie's mom, like it's not us, you know, we're not sure. the ones right. watching him. So going back in the office is going to be really yeah. tough. Um, Mm-hmm. Or if Katie goes back the, to school, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The the pandemic happened in what, like really March? And I yeah. had just returned to work in February of last year after maternity leave. So I was only back to work a couple weeks, if not a month. And mm-hmm. that whole month, I won't lie, I cried the whole time while Cora's at daycare, <laughs> even though I knew she was in wonderfully safe hands. And sure. Cora did stellar. Like I would just like leave daycare and like sob on my way home until I had my first session and had to like suck it up. Yep. So I get it. And and that was early. Like you guys have formed a different and more deep attachment to Ben and he's developed and he's got an attachment to you guys. So yeah. it, it's pretty normal to expect like some serious adjustment, growing pains to yeah. getting him. But Grammys are the best, aren't they? Like it's oh nice to gosh. know he's with family. Like we're so yeah. lucky. And someone you so trust lucky. and love. So. She listens. So she's going to hear this. I mean, we're just so lucky. Can't imagine. <laughs> can't imagine what else we do. Oh, that's right. right. That's how we are too. Without our moms, it, we wouldn't have been able to do it. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Moms are saving the world always, Jared. This I know is it. How we I do know it. it. You guys are superheroes. <laughs> and speaking of superheroes, let's get into the reason you're here, right. Kayla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to yeah. hear your side, your side oh. of the story. 
So we so okay. to give a little background, if you if you started listening later, haven't gone back and listened to the podcast, you know, in the first few episodes, um, this whole thing started when Joe and I were like, "Hey, we're both dads and in, in young friend groups, and and we kind of want to tell our story and, and talk about our mm-hmm. how how life's going for us." Um, so we started out, and Joe told his side of the the story, right? Like having mm-hmm. Cora, mm-hmm. getting pregnant for Cora, all that stuff. Um, and yeah. it was brought up to us lovingly, not so lovingly by my wife that we only have half the story <laughs> and we only right. have half the, the stories, picture. right? We, we don't have the full picture. We don't have like what it was like for you guys. So I'm just super curious. Sure. I, I just kind of want to jump in, dive in and just hear, hear your side okay. of it. I hope you're excited. I am. You know, it's funny. I was just talking to Joe before this, like, should I have listened to your episode to refresh my memory? Because don't, uh, don't hold me accountable for continuity errors here, folks, because (laughs) we're going to remember different things in different ways. I think that that's the reason though, right? Like, I'm like, it's smooth sailing. Everything went off without a hitch. (laughs) I mean, and I guess I've had so much time away from it. It's really not that much time. Cora's 15 months. Yeah. Just what on the 6th of January. Yeah. Um, yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I could be making this up, but this is just my own anecdote that I think um, moms like brains purposefully forget what it was mm-hmm. like to be pregnant and give birth so that we have more. Because if I remembered the yucky parts of this, I, I don't think humanity would as would be as populated as it is right, right. now. So I'm going to tell you straight up as a, as a person foggy. that I'm going to tell you as a person that remembers the yucky parts, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand how to go through it a second time. Ooh. Yeah. Hormones, they do a magical job. It, it's amazing what our bodies can do to keep the human race going. I tell you what, I had I have heard that. I think now I'm not gonna look it up. I, so there might somebody be something can, to it. Don't so somebody, fight us. Send us the link. Yeah. Show me the facts. If somebody can fact check this, but I have heard that it's the hormones that make you forget. So luckily for so. you guys. It might just be the 14 15 months of sleep deprivation that also contributes oh trust well. me i know. Oh, <laughs> you trust know i know you know um yeah so let's see and i'll try to keep the abridged version so we can get to the good stuff of like birth story um but pregnancy for us so mm-hmm. joe and i had after becoming getting married um decided that we were like you know ready we had settled down we had good jobs we sure. were like that was the next step was to get pregnant so I had been on birth control for more of my adult life than not. Sure. So we thought, oh, I'll get right off of it. You know, you just imagine it'd be super easy. I'll get knocked up really quick. We'll have yeah. our 2.5 kids in our house and our job. And it would Put just be Put up the white smooth, picket right? fence, call done. Right. Of course. It doesn't ever go that way. Nope. That's life. Um, and maybe for the better. And so Joe and I took much longer to... Um, conceive Cora than we ever imagined. I, I can't quote you on the length of time, but it was over a year. It might have been closer to two years. And we went through rounds of like testing with my OBGYN. I made poor Joe go in for multiple different sperm analyses, which was like, uh, that's a whole episode in and of itself that's not safe for listeners. Like, no moms can listen to that episode. I know. Um, and, you know, we went to eventually a reproductive endocrinologist and we did an inner or an IUI. Um, and it's a little bit less invasive or intense, I should say, as IVF, which most people hear in terms sure. of like treatments. And we actually did that. Funny thing that we're recording this today. I think we did that two years ago today. It was we on did. Joe's birthday on the 18th. 
And um, unfortunately, that did not yield us a human that month. And we had really kind of felt defeated and disappointed. We'd spent a lot of money and time and energy and supplements and our diet and getting healthy. So Joe quit drinking. A break. I did. Joe, I remember. Hardcore committed to trying to conceive. You came over for our Super Bowl party and and Mm -hmm. we we gave you a sparkling water. I couldn't couldn't remember. That's right. I know. We were we tried really hard. We were very ready to have a human in our lives. And so by February, we were like, we'll just we're gonna stop tracking. We're gonna take a break. We're not gonna do anything about it and just step back. Take a breath, right? And yeah. lo and behold, yeah. that's the month that we conceived Cora, like not trying, mm-hmm. not stressing. And I get everybody says the second that you, you know, stop stressing and stop caring is when it happens. And we unfortunately add to that like you know, old adage. So <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and now we everybody's going to say it. Thanks, guys. You know, guys. had Cora. Right. right. Like, I, I hate to say I'm part of that. So I was really blessed and lucky that I had a wonderfully smooth and easy pregnancy. I really wasn't sick. Like, I think I, I didn't even actually throw up. I made it through every appointment. Cora measured on time. Like, we were really, really blessed. And Wait, you didn't throw up? You didn't throw up a single time? Nope. All right, we're I gonna mean, we're gonna have nauseous. to put in a disclaimer to tell Katie to just skip this part because she don't listen. Oh it's triggering. Gosh. I'm so sorry. I know, I know. that girl. I'm threw an anomaly. Up all the time. Like she, <laughs> I know she was miserable. Um, she really was, and more moms are than not. Like right. most people are very sick. Um, so I was a little like shocked by that, but I was very lucky that I had a really easy pregnancy all mm-hmm. the way up until the end. Like never had any issues, never had anything happen. So we get to what the week of our due date. Cora was due on. Do you remember the? She was due on the eighth of November, I think. And on the fifth of November, I started to get like kind of crampy, kind of pressury. I felt Mm -hmm. more moody. I felt really tired. I just didn't feel good, and I kept telling Joe like I just feel funky. Yeah, Um, I think I think it was. The day before. It had to have been like a Sunday because I was home during the day and we went and got spicy ramen soup. Mm -hmm. I asked for something. (laughs) I was like, I need to get this started. Like, I just feel ready. I'm done. I feel cooked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So That's a pretty common feeling, I think, right? Like, and Mm -hmm. you hold on for so long and you're so strong. And then like, what, the last like two weeks, three weeks, you're like, I don't even care. I don't even care anymore. Eviction notice posted. Yes. So then I, I started getting into the weeds of like, how do I induce my own labor? So I'm like asking people like, do right. I take castor oil? Which disclaimer, do not do that. It's really not. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Is that um, I was castor like oil? drinking. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. Don't look it up. Don't do it. Oh, it's, it'll mess your poor body up and you don't want to do that before birth. Um, but I was eating spicy food. People gave us every everything literally under everything because you posted it on facebook and i got like 600 different comments of like eat this soup do this thing again i'm not i won't recount all of the inappropriate uh, things but everything under the sun everyone tells i was gonna say do. every person and their mother has literally every mm-hmm. person and their mother has an at-home recipe or like recipe mm-hmm. or whatever to, to induce yes. labor Yes. So yeah. we did, I literally, I made, I was like, we're going to do all the things. I'm going to eat dates. I'm going to drink tea. I'm going to walk. I'm going to have spicy food. I'm going to stand on my head sideways under a full moon. Like I did all the things. Yeah. And obviously that most of that doesn't work. I think it just makes you feel better. Like you're doing something. Well, you don't want to feel helpless, right? So, right. Like you just want to be in control, which uh, disclaimer, birth and pregnancy, there's zero control. So you just hold on tight. <laughs> 
Um, so finally, let's see, the, the day before, you know, the 6th. It must have been the 4th. I think we woke up. Well, the day before the 6th is the 5th. Fifth. Fifth. Well, yeah. That's true. That's how numbers fourth, work. Right? I remember that. <laughs> Listen, you guys, I do I do feelings, not numbers. Let's see, she was born on... Uh, She's born on the 6th. Is it the 6th? Yeah. I can't yeah, tell yeah, time yeah, it anymore. Is. I don't oh know God. what day it is. Yeah. When you're in labor for that long, I had a, what, 20-ish hour labor, and it was the middle Ugh. of the night when we had her. So I don't, the days run together. It was one big day. You really so got paid back for that easy uh, easy pregnancy, huh? Right. Yeah. my And honestly, I really did have an easy birth, considering, like, what most women go through. But anyway... I started having contractions late at night and they were like nothing. But of course, I'd never been through this before. So I was like excited and thought this was it. No. Little did I know that like not until like almost 24 <laughs> hours later would I actually be in it. So we had contractions. They But they were kind of like chintzy, you know. They didn't really have a lot to yeah. them. They, they were not really close together. They weren't strong. I could still talk and walk and eat and sleep. Like, So they were like, nope, just keep monitoring them. So we did for darn near better part of a, yeah. the whole next day. Because they, they started at like 2.30 on two thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. on the 5th. I woke up to them. They and, woke me up. Yeah, yep. and you took a shower. Yep. I was like, oh, I better shower and eat. Like, we better go to the hospital yeah, right now. Yeah, this is going to happen. So, <laughs> I got to get ready. No. This is happening right now. Well, of course not. No. So that's because like, I, I want to say that's because in the movies, every time in the movies, it's like they wake up to their water breaking and then they're like, oh, <gasps> it's t- it. baby's here. Go time. Yep. No, and my water Bloody didn't liars. break. I actually needed to have <laughs> doctors break my water. Yeah, neither did Katie's. At all. Neither did Katie's. The and that's really lied. common. You know what? Scrubs, they do. They lie. Scrubs lied. That's the thing. <gasps> I know oh. it. I know it. Oh, no. And I'm going to say this because <laughs> Scrubs is actually the basis of the three of ours relationships. And, and yeah, Honestly, so it really is. Uh, they lied. Remember when Jordan was going to go home and then her water broke and then the baby was there like 20 minutes later? Two minutes later. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right then. I, I'm just, I'm mad about that because that never it happened. False, it plants false fantasies in your head that it'll be quick and easy and simple because it's not usually none of those things. I'm mad about it. Sometimes. So, yeah. So we... The whole next day, my mom was with me, and she was like, you need to stay active. You need to move. So we live near a high school where we live, and their track was open. And so I made Joe walk with me for miles on that track. I don't know how many miles we walked, laps and laps around Mm -hmm. the track, miles and miles. And I'd get more contractions the more physically active I was. So I was like, we're keeping these suckers up. Like, I don't want them to back off. I'm done. (laughs) I want this kid out. I'm committed. Yep. So then they started to decrease. We got some lunch. I went to um, Sam's Club with my mom and went shopping. And we were walking around Sam's Club. And every aisle we got deeper into Sam's Club, they, my contraction started to get a little more intenser. I had to, like, stop. I couldn't walk. And I couldn't really breath. talk. So I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, ooh, okay, hold on. You know, and, like, people are staring at me as I'm, like, squatted over a grocery cart. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I, my water hadn't broke. So I'm not, I can't go in. So finally, we go to leave Sam's Club, and as we we're headed back home, my mom came to bring me back home. I was like, uh-oh, I think, like, these are getting to where, like, I can't breathe, and they're painful enough that, like, mm-hmm. I got to catch my breath after, and I'm starting to not look forward to the next one. And they were getting to where they were, like, five minutes apart. So by the time we did that, my mom and I are driving home, and we live out in the country, in the middle oh, of yeah. nowhere. And we're on this road, and there's a tractor in front of us. And my contractions oh, no. are getting strong. <laughs> and all oh, I wanted no. to do was go home, get my my shit, and 
and have go to Joe the drive me to the hospital. Yep. Like I was ready and we're behind this slow tractor and there's like 10 cars in front of us and like 20 behind us and no one's passing this tractor. And I'm starting to panic thinking I'm going to have a car baby. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be oh, a yeah. car baby mom. Yep. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah, that's coming. We finally make it. And <laughs> I had not had more anxiety in quite some time than that. Um, we finally make it home. We, we rush home, get our bag, get our shit. And Joe drives me up to the hospital and we get there and I'm shoving a cliff bar in my mouth because I knew they wouldn't let that, me eat after. Yeah, so that I was, was like, the what only is time the most... you're going to get food. So right. I'm like half grunting in the elevator, crouched in the corner on the way up to like triage, shoving a cliff bar in my <laughs> mouth. And there's like four people coming out of the elevator and like wondering if I'm okay. This this was around three. Three or four in the afternoon. In the, the day yeah. before we had her. So a good 12 hours prior to Cora's birth. Wow. Um. So we get yeah. checked in. They get me right back. And I start getting weird sensations to like need to go to the bathroom, even though I just went. Sure. Um, and I, I couldn't pee, but I just kept needing to. So I knew my body was like trying. Like I was like, okay, right. we're getting good signs Just here. trying to get stuff out, right? Yes. Right. And they checked us out and they're like, yup, you're, you're like dilated enough that we can keep you. And mm-hmm. um, they broke a little bit of my water. And at that point, I remember the nurse in triage was like, oh, oh no. And I was like, what? And she's like... Your water is green. And I was like, oh, Ew, God. why? And she's like, well, it means your baby pooped. So, oh, yes. oh, you know, yes, we've got to be, you know, they give us the big Damn spiel. It, Cora. Sorry, oh. Cora just threw her socks in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> so she had told us we, the, the water was green after she broke it. And they use like a little like crochet needle is the best way to describe right. it. And she was like, oh, no. Your baby pooped. And I was like, dang it, that sucks. So they warned us about having to watch her lungs and, and breathing. And we'd probably have a few more nurses and doctors in our room when she was born right. afterward to make sure she didn't get like pneumonia or an infection. Right, and I right, was right. like, okay, well, let's, let's get this kid out. And they're like, great. Well, now that your water's broke, let's go get you a room and get you situated. So, um, this would have been see. at like 4.30. Or almost 5-ish. Yeah. yeah. Like for the night. Did you think triage? Did you think triage was a lot longer than than you thought it was originally? Um, because I still had like the excitement and the nerves, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like I wasn't quite in a room yet, and I was still having cognizant conversations and joking and laughing. Um, yes, I was. It okay. felt longer than it than it was because I was just excited. Still, I hadn't right. switched gears to like shit. This sucks. <laughs> like I hadn't reached the like oh no point. Mm-hmm. I hadn't reached transition, I should put it that way. But I was dilated to like a six, and my water broke. So I was farther along and dealing with it pretty well. Um, I attribute all of that to hypnobirthing. I did a lot of meditation practice throughout my whole pregnancy Hmm. where I would do acupuncture and meditation and like learned breathing techniques from hypnobirthing to like get in a Zen mode. And I think that helped me manage pain. And I got farther along without an epidural than I ever imagined being able to. Yeah, Katie and I did none of that. We just winged it. Just, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it did not work. Ooh. It did not work. Uh, I, so. I highly suggest hypnobirthing and check it out. There's lots of free resources. There's lots of courses and educated doulas and folk midwives out there that mm. are really helpful in helping you figure out how to breathe right and how to breathe your baby out instead of scream them out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So let's see where we at. So Joe went down and got all, all of our stuff, I think, at one point to bring it up to the room. Yeah. And I'm getting settled, which we brought, like, way more things than we needed. Like, I didn't right, use of course. most of the stuff in my bag. The only thing I wish I packed more of was socks because 
my water would break and I was I would <laughs> I was standing over like a yoga ball and I it would like coat my socks so I yeah. had to like, keep getting new socks and I yeah. ran out so I was cold and we didn't use most of the clothes that we brought like right. I just you, you just stayed scuzzy and gross yeah, and like don't. wore like we I didn't care I packed like four shirts you know? I think I wore the same shirt right. the entire time we were there the whole time because yeah. you don't care and you, no. you just want to go home to your own shower right um I didn't use most of the toiletries I brought I had whole playlist curated on my phone and like had headphones and I had essential oils and I didn't get any of that shit out. No, no. <laughs> it was nice to know they were there if I wanted them and I'd still bring them again if I could, but I didn't need them. There was an iHome in our <laughs> yeah. in our room, in our birthing room, Ooh. there was an iHome and I, Katie had a playlist and we're like, do we do it? Yeah. And do we, we need didn't. It? Do we and use we, it? Yeah, we, we didn't. We were talking to the, the nurse. We were talking like the whole time. Um, but now yeah. Katie like brought up like, uh, so disclosure, we bought each other AirPods for Christmas. She's like, no, next time, like Ooh. it would be cool to put one AirPod this in my ear, awesome. one AirPod in your ear so we can play there music like, and be together. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Nice. And then we're not putting it on like home or anything like that. Right. And then in, into the room, if it gets too much, it's easy to turn off. Right. I guess it's so hard when you're you're in it and you're just trying to survive each wave of contractions. You you just don't have time to think about like, oh, I'm going to, in the next 30 seconds that I have to breathe and like get my shit together, plug in my eye home and, and grab my stuff. You just, you're in survival mode. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's hard. I, that I can't see be, the That can't be stated of, enough. Like yeah. being right. in survival mode. Like you literally are, are right. you get a minute, you know, a minute and a half mm-hmm. and then it's, it's back up again stuff. and you just don't have, you just don't have time. That's the benefit of a doula or a midwife who has done this, you know, hundreds of times and they just know what to say, know what to do, where to move you, what to get out. Like they're just fluid and it's mm-hmm. no offense to you new dads, but you don't know what you're doing <laughs> any more no than idea. we do, right? No idea. <laughs> and I know you're sitting there wanting to help, but you're like, I, I can't do anything. So I was we doing get what the doctor I-, I don't blame you for that. Even right. though who knows what kinds of mean things I said to you. Who cares? Um, <laughs> it's like, don't talk about it. It's traumatizing Kayla. You're so mean. I box it away. Right. Yeah. So uh, as things started for us to get more and more intense, they offered me um, an epidural or nitrous oxide or to get in the shower. And I chose at that point to do nitrous oxide, which was like a godsend. It really helped me to stay on top of the contractions because I wanted to get as far as I could. I knew I was going to end up with the epidural. I was totally okay with that. Um, medication, you know, assisted birth was not a worry for me. I felt safe and comfortable. I talked with my doctors about the risks and benefits and thought it's better to not be traumatized and to get (laughs) through it than, and be calm to welcome a person in the world than to feel like, you know, the end of the world is happening. So absolutely. Nitrous oxide was wonderful. I used that for quite a while. She huffed it so much. I did. I was a little loopy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was good for you. It works. Let me tell you. But the unfortunate one about that is I couldn't lay down and I couldn't go in the shower with like a big nitrous tank, obviously. Right. So I started to get kind of more grumpy and pissy and I was like just not tolerating stuff around me better. Like I was just like, I was kept telling my mom and Joe to like really aggressively put pressure on my back and like rub my back hard, like almost with their elbows. Like really, that's where my, I was cramping and my birth pain was up my back, like where my kidneys would be. Yep. And then it would radiate down my my thighs and my legs. And that was yep. when I started to get the shakes, the preg- the birthing shakes that no one warned you about where you Oof. like shiver. And so I was like, okay, I don't feel good. Like where is the epidural 
at? Like, how yeah, soon can we... I get this? Because I got about three more contractions in me before I start getting like mm-hmm. angry and I, there's no point of return. And they're right. like, we'll call him right now. He came in probably within 10, it 15 like minutes. 10, 15. Think, it was great. Yeah, it was very I, quick. I also, I think at this point it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. It was, it was late like, at you night. Went, you went far. We like, had a shift it, change. You made it about like four hours. Yeah. Without one. And I had good. just hit transition. Yeah. I was, I think it was dilated to about an eight, eight and a half. So I knew what was coming next was going to be the worst of it. So yeah. I was like, I did what I could. Now I'm going to let science and medication do its job. <laughs> and boy, I, I don't regret getting epidural. Um, the weirdest thing in the world, you know, I, um, I, I, to get. And I had one my left leg was completely um intact like i could feel everything in my left leg and still lift it and put pressure against it but Hmm. my all the areas that needed to be numb were numb but my right leg was completely numb so i could like hop around like a flamingo but (laughs) obviously they don't let you once you get no they don't once you once once you you get get your epidural you're in bed you're bedlocked yeah so i didn't like that i really didn't want to birth on my back but they helped prop me up so i could kind of be in like a throne position so to speak right um and then shit slowed way down it was so disappointing jared i like my contraction spaced out to like 10 minutes apart they got really you know like it it was like nothing like and so it was great for us to get a rest and my doctors had a fetal monitor on cora and they said she's tolerating everything well her heart rate's great like you guys are fine so take an hour or two to rest i think that that was part of the cool thing Mm -hmm. was the fetal monitor because you could Mm. see the contractions like starting up Mm -hmm. i love that and you could be like yep yeah and they'd ask me like can you feel it and i i could still feel pressure so i could feel my entire abdomen tighten like a voice Mm -hmm. and i could see my muscles in my stomach just like contract in yep and then they would release and and we could see the monitor like go back down so i knew we were still progressing and cora Mm -hmm. was dropping but they were really spaced out. And then my doctors kept coming in to be like, how do you feel? Do you want to push? And I was like, guys, I don't feel anything. I have no sensation. You're going to have to look up in there under the hood to yeah, figure that out. Yeah, you're going to have to see. I don't. <laughs> I, and they're I, like, You got no. nothing here. <laughs> I do. I, and so they they gave me a catheter. They they were like, okay, we're going to give you a bolus, which is like fluids to like see, make sure I wasn't dehydrated. And sure. they were trying to get things going again because it had sure. been a couple hours at this point. We're We're talking like. 11, probably, yeah. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, nothing's happening. Right. And I was like loopy and very tired. And they were turning me every 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And I had a peanut um, yoga ball that I was using to keep propped up. Sure. Finally, the nurse came in. I think it was a nurse. It could have been a nurse or resident. And they're like, so if you want to have a kid tonight, let's think about Pitocin. And I was like, hit me up. Let's get yeah, the show it. on the road. And they're like, they you know explained what to expect. I had a very easy reaction to it i know some women it they don't tolerate it well and can make them sick or can create complications but we were lucky right. and cora and i tolerated it well and boy howdy did it it was going yeah mm-hmm. yes it did and the nurses like they were our our delivery team was wonderful yeah they, they came in and they turned down the lights and they were like really dim and they started talking quiet and they're like okay kayla we're we're gonna check you to see where you're at and um, we'll tell you if you can push yet. And she's like, oh, you're dilated to a nine. The next time you feel pressure, why don't you just try to push? It was like the most chill. Wow. Like I was like ready yeah. to like, you know, gear up for battle. Like I'm yeah. ready to like Damn, you Hulk gave, out. Gave birth to like the, and she was so the Snow White <laughs> so, mouse. Yeah. Let you uh, deliver your baby. I know. 
So I had a little bit of issue with my my cervix not wanting to move out of the way on one side. So she, I don't know what she did, but it was I was glad I couldn't feel it because <laughs> <laughs> most of her forearm was up in somewhere you don't want to be. Let's be glad um, that none of us know what she did and just move on yeah, from that. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I thought, okay, great. She's going to be here in like 10 minutes. Again, you got to tamper your expectations. I pushed for Cora for two hours straight, two hours straight. Oh my gosh, I was exhausted. I was mm-hmm. like, I felt like a Mack truck had hit me because I was working really hard yeah. and they're like, you're doing great. You're pushing how you're supposed to. And I was like, what the hell? Why isn't she coming out? Like, like dang. Um, Not time yet. It was wild. It yeah, was wild. It, I mean, but like, what time was she born? Was she born at 3.30? Three, I think it was like 3.20 a.m. Yeah, because she started pushing at like 1.20, 1.30. And yep. then at about 3-ish Finally, we Cora got somewhere. Cora started like actually coming, moving, yes. like moving yes. through the through the birth canal. Yes, you could see much more of her. Um, I asked to like reach down and feel her to like give me some more like morale to feel like all right. Is there like I have any progress down there? Like what's yeah, the like it's actually happening? Um, yes, and finally, she like we, we got her head out, and I. It was very quick after that the rest of her came yeah. out. Um, unfortunately, yeah. that was when I did realize I tore. Like, I did have a pretty good tear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helped get her out. So, like, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Um, so did then, you, uh, um, unf- yeah, go ahead. Did you ever feel, like, scared during that whole process? So, I know from, from like, didn't. my perspective, mm-hmm. sitting there watching Katie. You guys had- so, we were on the same timeline as you guys, except that we didn't get to the mm-hmm. hospital till 8. Like Ben was born at two twenty seven yeah. in the morning. Like so right. it was, time. Yeah. we just came Home to the labor. hospital a little mm-hmm. bit later than you did, right? But we were on the same yeah. timeline. Um we pushed for yeah. two hours just like you did. Uh mm-hmm. now for us it started where his he did not react well to the water being broke and the epidural. Yeah. So they it's did stressful. water, mm-hmm. then epidural back to back. And, oh, so poor guy was like, what the heck? Well, yeah, and it shocked him. So, you know, you guys got that that little time to rest. We didn't we get any time. of that. They had to, yeah. his heart started like going crazy and they needed yeah. like, and then it started to slow down. So they needed to like speed up the birth again. They, I think it was mm-hmm. uh, pertussin or whatever that, um, to speed up the birth yeah, to get his heart like back to normal. Yeah. Um, I probably, and that's normal. That's really common that, yeah. that you know, it's a, it, I mean, birth is one of the most stressful and traumatic things you go through ever in your life. Like it's a good thing we all don't remember it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a good sign that he's healthy and he's ready to come out. Like his, he, his body was saying like, we need to come out. So it's scary as hell, right? You don't ever, you it's don't like that as a parent. It's not fair how much calmer you are about this than, than both Katie and yeah. I Yeah. <laughs> um i'm telling you hypnobirthing man like it puts you in a state it's almost like hypnosis like I, it just like months of listening to hypnosis tapes sure. while i slept i think it did something um you probably you're probably hypnotized right now don't even know it <laughs> um maybe maybe that's that's the secret and i had so much nitrous oxide i was still riding the like i was loopy i was cracking jokes with the nurses yeah like i was goofy like i was no not yelling i wasn't screaming i will admit I was making the most bizarre grunting guttural like moo cow noises, sure. and it was the only thing I could do that just felt good. And Mon- it was just like bell rock, like like yeah. that's what I sounded Mongolian like. Thro- <laughs> Mongolian throat singing. I get it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I know it freaked everybody out in the room, but I was just like, hey, I gotta do it. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, it makes you feel better. That's your. It's your show. I don't know. You get to do whatever I you want. I remember just 
looking up at like Joe's mom was in the room with us, Lori, and my mom, Julie, and Joe were in the room. So we were, this was all pre-COVID, so you could have right. up to three, I think. And um, I don't think Joe's mom, Lori, was planning on staying, but she did. Like, <laughs> I don't think she planned on seeing it all, but she, she got to see Cora come out. Oh, there you go. So I felt really embarrassed at first. And then you get to a point where, like, you don't care who's in the room. I, I wouldn't have cared if I was on national TV. Just get right. her out. Just get it done. <laughs> but I didn't care. So I'm making these gross, weird noises. You know, we we got through it, though. Yeah. So um, let's see. We had Cora came. Get back up to our timeline here. Right, 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 right. And um, they they sat my, myself up. They helped prop me up. And placenta came out great. And unfortunately, the only hiccup we had was I hemorrhaged really aggressively right after I had her. Um, and I know I didn't get to see it. Sure. And I was so high and loopy on oxytocin and... You know, I just gave birth, so my hormones are, like, as much hormone as you ever have in your life. So I was, like, on cloud nine cuddling and talking to Cora. Little did I know that I was, like, losing half of my blood. Oh, my God, yeah. And poor, like, the only way I knew that something was happening was because my doctors got a very scared look, and they started ordering nurses and stood up Mm. and were like, go get this now. And they gave me a shot of something, I think, to help clot. And Joe's mom, Joe's face and my mom's face were just an utter shock and, like, terror like i've never seen joe so scared he was just staring at where he shouldn't have been staring with horror and i had you never want to see that in that area of the body i'm just gonna say you never want to look at horror in that area of the body yeah i was oblivious i didn't even know till like they were all done suturing me up and we were like in recovery that joe was like i thought you were gonna die and i was like what like i had no idea so i'm really thankful that I was yeah. out of it. I was really out of it. And that was the only thing. That was really it. I had a a two to a three in the grades of tears. So it was a pretty decent one. And I, I mean, it makes sense. Sure. I had a lot of postpartum healing. And then they moved us to about an hour or two later. It had to have been like 5 or 6 a.m. They moved us to um, the main room. recovery floor. And that wasn't as pleasant of an experience, I won't lie. Um, I think the floor was very busy is what I'm guessing. And so we didn't get a lot of care and I missed several doses of meds. So I felt a lot and I didn't get as much help to the bathroom, to shower. Like I had to do everything by myself and I didn't know what I was doing. And I was still recovering from like getting feeling back into my limbs um, I had a BM by myself without anybody like to tell me what to do and not do. I was very lucky I didn't like hurt. Well, yeah, I mean, you could get, that's very dangerous at yeah. that stage, right? Yeah. Like you can really hurt yourself. So yeah. we, we did okay. And Cora didn't latch great. We had a consultant come. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew very quickly on that, like I was going to pump just because I, I didn't want to put us through that. It was very hard to get her latch. I know you and Katie had similar, like you yeah. powered through and worked really hard. Yeah. We had to wait, uh, like maybe two months, um, yeah, until he was old enough that mm-hmm. he could, learn does that make sense like he just yeah. wouldn't take mm-hmm. it so they tell you when the when the lactation consultant comes in she's like you have to teach mm-hmm. him how to latch and we're like we've never done this before we don't know I, what we're doing i don't right. know how to latch lady <laughs> yeah, like, like what the hell so uh you latch god yeah, exactly like oh. uh <laughs> that, isn't that your job are we so they told us we actually had two different lactation consultants we had one in the hospital and oh, one wow. come to our house um, that's nice. And cause we oh. like, we really wanted to make it work. We really like, we're determined to get it to Good work. For you guys. Um, Committed. and then we kind of gave up. We are like, it's a little similar to like how you guys got pregnant. Like we kind of gave up. We're like, well, oh, maybe we'll just pump. And then Katie, like one day was like, I'm going to try him on the boob. And it worked like the and first time she's like, well yeah. then, and then it didn't work every time. 
So she's like, sure. but it worked once. Right. So it, it can work because so it, it worked once. Yeah. So we yeah. worked our, and then, you know, so That's about good. two months we had to work our way into actually getting him to mm-hmm. breastfeed. And now he does all the time. Katie pumps once great. a day now. Good for her. Yeah, you get into a rhythm finally. And then you're you're not making as much down the road and babies settle into how much they eat. That first mm-hmm. month or two, man, is just rough. It's rough before your milk comes in. And that's a whole a journey in and of itself. Um, I mean, you so remember I had her trouble. on Halloween. She was, oof. Poor girl was miserable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I get it. It's that stuff. There's not much that can prepare you. Like, even if you take birthing classes and you know that's a possibility, you just don't understand it until you're in it it's very hard just very hard to get through and your hormones are crashing postpartum Mm -hmm. you're trying to bring a little tiny person home that you're anxious as hell over keeping alive and safe so i was a hot mess i think i had a much harder time with postpartum than i expected Um, i had postpartum anxiety pretty bad i mean i i'm i don't do this i'm a little bit self-diagnosing but as a counselor i i can see in hindsight a lot more of the symptoms um Definitely wasn't a postpartum depression, but anxiety, which is not talked about as much. Um, I was just petrified over something happening to Cora or us or, um, you know, mm-hmm. anything. And it's those scary thoughts that you have that you're, you know, worried, sick, like literally sick. I'd make myself sick. So Well, and it can paralyze you, right? Those thoughts, really... I mean, mm-hmm. that can keep you yeah. – I, I remember – I mean, and Joe and I talked about it jokingly, but then there's sometimes like – I it's woke really up in the hard. middle of the night a couple of times and walked over to his bassinet like, oh, is he breathing? You know, because I mean, yeah. I and yeah. yeah, it's a parenting thing. Yeah, you check in if they're breathing, but like, it's scary. It's really scary. Yes. It like is. when you and sit you just down don't and know think what you're doing. Of, yeah, when you th- sit down and think about like, what if he throws up in the middle of the night and I'm not there to like pick him up? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It is, and. You know, every, I, I unfortunately feel like everybody knows or has heard or read about a situation where, you know, something happens in those very first early months. I mean, I know people personally or it's it's just hard not to worry about the worst happening, especially when they're that little, you know, until they roll over and can sit up and communicate more and are just a little mm-hmm. bit more grounded in being a human and like know what they're doing. It's it's terrifying. And like I said, your hormones just crash mm-hmm. postpartum. And I wasn't prepared for how big of a difference I would feel physically and emotionally. Like being hit by a Mack truck earlier was nothing. During Like I would do labor a thousand times over again and again. <laughs> what I will not look forward to is postpartum. Yeah. It was very yep. painful. I mean, it was very hard to heal. I was It was uncomfortable. I couldn't sleep. And on top of it, you're... You're not sleeping because you've got a baby. So that is where I think we need more like postpartum doulas and more support um, for moms and that's dads. That's a great too, suggestion. Because that's a trying yeah. time. Like if, if you can't do a baby shower, I think we should switch gears to have like a postpartum shower for moms. <laughs> I oh, really yeah. do. A, a group therapy so, session is really what we need. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, you do. You need support. You need people who get it and also are willing to like help you at two in the morning when you're crying because you're worried if you fall asleep something wrong will happen you yeah. know those irrational scary mm-hmm. but you get through it yeah so how i mean how long as we're kind of wrapping up here mm-hmm. how long would you say it took for you to be like recovered in quotations like, right right that's a good question i don't know that you ever you never regain right pre-baby right like right. it's life-changing so my body is feels physically different it's like inhabiting a different body like i switched bodies um if i may quote different. lord of the rings uh, it's a wound mm-hmm. that'll never fully heal 
Yes, get it. Ah, two <laughs> Lord of the Rings references. This is we're making canon. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> so I think it wasn't probably until month three where we really turned a corner. Like mm-hmm. month one was really hard. I would say even more so the first two weeks was the hardest. Three weeks. I felt much better by my six-week appointment, but it baffles me why women get one follow-up appointment after the most life-changing event physically for them. Six weeks later. You get like six weeks. You get a 15-minute checkup, and that's it. That's it. And they send you on your way and say, "Good luck, good welcome to your new body. Like, hope you like peeing your pants when you sneeze." I was mind blowing. We took Ben to the doctor four times (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the first two months. Four times. Mm -hmm. Katie went to the doctor Mm -hmm. one time. She is the one whose body pushed the baby out. (laughs) She went to the doctor one time and Ben went to the doctor four times. Like, it's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. You got to give your body a lot of time to heal and everybody, depending on what they went through, whether it's C-section, you had a birth trauma, it was a 10 minute push and here they are, quick car baby. Everybody's going to heal differently and every birth is different so it's hard to say like within three months you'll feel better Mm -hmm. but truly i hate to say that it it does it just takes time for your body to heal and i also want to encourage people that if something doesn't feel right like go back to your doctors push for physical therapy of your pelvic floor like ask questions you know you don't have to settle for feeling like you have to accept your body if it is not working properly or something doesn't feel right um, my first cycles after that were like totally messed up and my hormones were out of whack. I had hormonal acne like a 13 year old. Like mm-hmm. it was, I, I, oh, yeah. you know, it took a long time to get mm-hmm. out of that postpartum phase. So, and it ebbs yeah, and flows too. Again. Like, it's too not soon. like you say like <laughs> yeah. three months to turn the corner and I'll say like for us yeah, three months, I've gotten great. Like number. I'm glad you said that because it felt like three months. Just, he he yeah. like, you feel a little bit better about being a parent. Like month one's a blur. Getting a rhythm. Four weeks go by and you're right. like, how does, you know, and then the month fuck? two, you're struggling <laughs> because they don't really sleep and you're still like, mm-hmm. you know, they're up every two hours and you're feeding and you're always kind of feeding exactly. and changing and feeding and changing. And you're just kind of like mm-hmm. trying to find a rhythm. And then month three, you, I feel Staying like you afloat. get that right. You catch a little traction. And for us, mm-hmm. like we slipped back again because month four was just so crazy for us. Like he grew sleep and had this, you know, mm-hmm. the sleep regression and this, de- you know, this yeah. development phase that he went through was crazy. Um, so mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it ebbs and flows. It goes, you know, up and down and it's just right. got to mm-hmm. kind of ride the waves. Yeah. Yeah. Kids grow so- in stair steps. They don't grow linearly. So they'll have a plateau of nothing and then their brain spurts and they learn a new skill. They grow three inches, they sprout teeth mm-hmm. and then it'll plateau again. So it, it does, it stair steps. So you, just when you get comfortable, right? Just when you're like, yeah. Ooh, they're sleeping good. Ooh, we're in a rhythm. About a week later, they're going to switch it all up on you. Right. Uh, ben, there was one night or two nights. There was two nights where Ben only woke up one single time to eat the entire night. <sighs> and those two nights will be the best night of my life for a long time <laughs> so far that's right that's right you uh, do you savor so, stretches of sleep so much differently now yes so 15 <laughs> months out it's been 15 months since cora came mm-hmm. so how do you feel you feel you know oh, wow. comfortable you feel strong how, how how do you feel i do i do um it's fascinating 15 months the last two i would say have been some of my favorite with cora because She's just a little person. She's so mobile. She's saying a couple words or strings of words. She communicates to us when something's wrong. She can say, ow, I need a baba. Like she waves goodbye. She does funny things and looks at us to get our attention to see if we'll laugh. So she's 
she's just at such a cool place that we're I'm mm-hmm. almost more deeply connected to her now than I was when I first had her. And I think moms are they get this idea that they're supposed to like bond and connect to their baby right away. And I won't lie, I didn't to Cora. I like we did not like each other and we did not get along yeah. for the first three months. I did yeah. not. I I had awful it's re- hard. awful guilty feelings of regret. Like, I don't think I can do this. I'm not a good mom. She hates me. Like all those things that are not rational. But looking back compared from then to now, we have grown a lot. And Cora is my girl. Like I I can't I don't I didn't imagine I would love a person as much as I do right now. I never imagined that I could that love could take up so much space. Mm-hmm. So I just I love that. Yeah. It's a great it's a great time for us. Of course, she she's agrees. screaming at us. Yeah, she she's agrees screaming. in the background. <laughs> or saying, what the heck? Put me to bed. It's past my bedtime, you terrible parents. Right. All right, Kayla. One last thing before you go. Anything that you would like to say to new mothers, people who just, you know, maybe they just got pregnant or maybe they're starting this mm-hmm. journey or they're planning to start the journey. What, what advice would you give a new mom going through this? Sure. Oh man, what would I bestow? There's, I feel like there's a thousand things I want to say, and then there's also so much yep. that I can't warn you or prepare you for because every birth and pregnancy is different, every single one, mm-hmm. and your needs for what you need met are going to be different. Biggest, I would say, is don't be afraid to be an advocate for yourself. Don't be afraid if your doctors or physicians or caregivers are not meeting your needs, if you need more support or different support or to try something else, whether it's early on in pregnancy, it's midway through labor or it's two months postpartum. Like you you are your best advocate as well as your partner is somebody that can be a wonderful advocate. I remember talking to Joe about when I'm in labor and I can't ask a nurse for something, like you got to be the person that's going to advocate and run out in the hallway and say, get my wife this. Like mm-hmm. I, I got to have, you got to have good support. Oh, yeah. So if there's one big thing um don't be scared to be your own advocate and and spend time creating a really good support system for yourself whether it like i said it's trying to conceive it's during pregnancy it's during labor or postpartum especially i would stack most of your support during the postpartum (laughs) period yes absolutely and talk about it i think we need to raise more awareness for what it's like to be a new parent um societally we don't like to talk about this gross scary icky stuff and the hard parts of birthing, but the more awareness yeah. we bring, the more people are educated and they're not blindsided and going into labor winging it like <laughs> these two ding-dongs. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Whatever, it worked um, out. He's so here. Talk right. about it. Talk about it. You never know in sharing your story, what you went through, what you might be able to help another person, even if it's just to connect or feel not alone in yeah. what you went through. Yeah, so I absolutely share it, agree. Share it. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Just yeah. talk about it. Get it out in the open. Mm-hmm. Feel, you know, it's... Pregnancy can be really taboo. Get it really can, right? Uh, this stuff yeah. can be gross. It's just like actually, we talked about this before hitting record. <laughs> we said, you right. know, my, my no grandma yucky listened, stuff, and I tried. My grandma listened to the episode. And she's like, it was a little too much for me, you know, a little too it in is. depth. But at the same time, and you got to talk about it like that, right? Because it's yep. it is that's what it is. It's a little bit gross. Don't it's be a embarrassed. Little bit messy, you know. Right. It's a lot of bit messy. I shouldn't say it's a little bit. It's a lot yeah. of it. <laughs> It's more than you think, but mm-hmm. um, it's beautiful in the sense that, like, y- you feel very privileged that you get to go through all that, and then you get stuck with a crazy, wild, you know, kiddo to, to make right. your own afterwards. Absolutely. So it's all worth it in the end. Um, but, yes, talking about your birthing experiences, your birth traumas, connecting to other women about things that happened that they never expected. Um, be a friend. Be an advocate. I think 
Honestly, you guys were one of a few that that brought us food postpartum, and it was one of the best and my most yeah, cherished for you gifts guys. that we ever got. Yeah, it's it's like the best thing you can do for someone. Start a meal train, bring them a meal, order them food, mm-hmm. do something like that. Gifts of of service, acts of kindness and service are some of the best things. Like we got more than enough onesies and diapers, but to have a meal that we didn't have to worry about was. Oh, the best. <laughs> yes. Go give everybody, every pregnant person you know a meal. Go right make now. a lasagna. Go make a lasagna right now. Find yes. a pregnant yep. person. Give them that lasagna and because they deserve, they deserve it. You will make my heart very happy if even one person does that. Yeah. <laughs> After oh, listening to this. So amazing. Pass it on. Well, Kayla, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. This was awesome. This was really, really great to hear your side of the story. I think that uh, you know, it was missing from our original retelling. So that was this was this right. was really great. <laughs> Absolutely. I was I feel really excited and happy that you guys wanted to have me back. Um you obviously didn't lose too many listeners after Katie and I were on, so I'm just saying maybe I think I think people like it more. I th- oh. I agree. I think they like you guys better than us and I think they like Cora most of all. So <laughs> So if we come out with a big mom energy podcast that's competing, I'm really Absolutely sorry not. if we snag a few listeners. I'm not just allowed. saying. Absolutely not. Okay. We already, I, we already I, I made Katie sign a <laughs> non compete before we got married just in case anything <laughs> like this happened. So Absolutely podcast not. prenup. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Podcast prenup. Exactly. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, well, this right. was great. Joe, well, why don't we wrap this bad boy up? Let's do it. Thank you all so much for listening. Kayla, thank you for humoring me and coming back on. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I didn't have to talk much, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. Please email us, write mm-hmm. us, give us ideas, give us feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. Do you like hearing Katie and Kayla's side of things? What else do you want to hear? Please, please let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, thank you guys so much. If you're not following us on our social medias, we're at Big Dead Energy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook at Big Dead Energy. Uh, find us there. Talk to us there. Interact with us. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, if you're wherever you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe or like. Leave us a review. All those things really help us uh, help us be a little bit more discoverable and get some more people into the family. So if you could do that, we'd really appreciate it. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, click your tongs twice before you use them. Dead.